Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I want to give a big thank you to our sponsors for this episode. They are Carefree Bree. For more information or to buy, check it out on Amazon or Walmart.com, or you may find it at your local grocery store or CVS and Bet Online. Visit betonline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Be sure to check out the episode's notes for more information on our incredible sponsors. Podcast One presents House of Kim with Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Join Kim, her husband, and six children as she shares her journey to success and the positive mentality that brought her there. Come on in and make yourself at home. Now, here's your host, Kim Zolciak-Bierman. Hi, you guys. Welcome to this episode of House of Kim. Hello, hello. What's popping, you guys? Um, first of all, I feel like I can hear myself breathe in the microphone right now. It's fantastic. And we just finished watching Garth Brooks. Um on, was it Netflix? Yes. And you could like hear them swallow mm-hmm. or like yeah. the spit on their teeth. Yeah. It was so incredibly clear, which I felt like actually was good instead it of is. like that annoying kind of clear. You feel like you're in the room with them. You feel like you're having a real conversation Listen, with them. Why was why is Garth crying so much? I, I don't think anybody could comprehend what that man has experienced or felt in his life, you know, like nobody can compare to his success in, in that industry. Nobody, he, he, nobody. he, he has broken record after record for ticket sales and filling venues and crushed records like three you times guys, what other people have done. I four times what other people have done. And how about Garth Brooks had a concert in Central Park where over a million people showed up. Yeah. Now, listen, I grew up in Connecticut. In case you didn't know, right? I was obsessed with Madonna. Obsessed. Sickly obsessed with Madonna. Like, just obsessed with everything about her. Yeah. I loved um, Richard Marks. I loved, um, was it the Nelson brothers? They were identical twins or whatever. I liked Millie Vanilli, but you guys know they all got busted. I loved uh, Salt and Peppa. So, I had all this, you know, different kind of music. And then when I moved down to Georgia at 22, I heard Garth Brooks' Unanswered Prayers in my car. I don't even know how. And I was instantly in love and I've been in love ever since. Not like my love for Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels is like, I feel like he would just be like an animal or something. And Garth Brooks is more. What? <laughs> Garth Brooks would, no, 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 be, like, no, no, would take no, me to uh, dinner. We're going right back. <laughs> he would be an animal. What? What is that? Where? When? In the bed or something. He would be like, rah, like, don't you think he'd be wild? Wait, so you're you're in love with Brett Michaels to the point where you want to be in bed with an animal. Are you trying to impress Bert? No. You're making me hot. Um I'm making you hot in, in the, the face? face? Yeah. Um no, I just think Wait, that no, Brett Michaels we're not is going sexy. Past this. I think Brett Michaels is sexy or he How? was sexy. Like every girl 
had like a crush on like Axl Rose or or Slash no. or Brett Michaels. No. Yes, they no. did. You probably loved Jennifer Love Hewitt or no. or I mean no. I don't know Drew Barrymore. I, nobody makes me hot in the face. I got blushed. You made me flush, babe. I wouldn't go to sleep with him today. I'm married happily. Of course, and you're a rock no, but star I, in the I, bed. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to comprehend this state of mind that that you because my feelings are different. They're not. I'm not in love with Brett Michaels. Like, right. Let's hello. So what it's are just you? a what fantasy. So I, I've not even really wanted to meet him in person because I am so deathly afraid my fantasy of him would just be thrown to the wayside. What's a, what? Fa- what? He's just. He can sing to me and play the guitar. Like, I love that. We can share wig tips. You know, like, shit like that. No. I I, I am so bothered right now. <laughs> Babe, he can know. sing to me. I didn't know you... I, didn't, I had no idea. I just right now learned this, you guys, with you, that she thought Brett Michaels would be an animal in the bedroom. Literally. I just learned I don't this even really right like now. an animal. Like, that's not really my... It's just like a mind frame. It's like a fantasy. It's a fantasy. That's it. I didn't know you had a fantasy of Brett Michaels being an animal and like, what? Well, yes, you did because you got a shout out. He, he sent me a video right, for Mother's I, Day, you guys. I, I told you, you. I thought you had, like, you liked the guy, like... For uh, his music, like I had no idea that you were in in like. Have you seen what he used to look like? I had no. no I don't want to. Gorgeous. Don't want that image. Don't want that image. I so, but maybe that's why I married a blonde hair, blue eyed man because I, I dated had, only dark headed people prior yeah, to you, like uh, dark hair. Yeah. You used to talk about how hot Jennifer Aniston was. So relax. No, I didn't. Yes, you said she was so hot. Her and then no, the I other girl, Jennifer, Jennifer Gardner. Gardner. Yeah, because I watched uh, Alias. I don't know if anybody out there has watched Right, and I watched all his fucking videos growing but up. But I never had a fantasy of like, oh, I bet she's an animal. She would just, <laughs> she would just know what to do in the bed. Like, no, I just thought uh, she was Let's hot. go back to this. Like, I didn't want to... He's hot. In the face by her. Like, well, you know, guys. Yeah, no. And I don't want a fucking animal in the bed. That's not really what I'm saying. I just, right. it's, well, I, I love we're music. We're going to put this to bed. I don't want to hear about it again. Well, I, but I had no idea. I, my, I, I am shook. Right my now. hairdresser had Brett Michaels showing up to almost, I guess, showing up to my birth, my 40th birthday party in Los Angeles, but we ended up moving it to Atlanta. And I was like, I don't know. He shouted me out like for my birthday a couple years ago. And like, I just, it's a fantasy that is uh, one that I, wanna... I, I don't want my bubble to be burst. La, you know, like, la, like la, 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 he's la, had a hole in his heart. He had a stroke. So I feel really connected now that he's older. You, know, you, you better, your, your hole just keeps getting deeper. Stop. <laughs> the one you stick your fingers in? No. Or the other one where no. your babies came out of? No. The you're one fucking, that you're fucking digging right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just anyway, so Garth Brooks, I'm talking love. I, I, music to me, a friend of mine one, one day said this to me, like music really moves you. And I was like, oh, okay, buddy, sure. But I actually really love it. I love, and I just this past Saturday, I played on my Bose CD player, which is at least 14 years old. It's next to my bed and it's a fucking alarm clock, okay? And I'm keeping it there and it has Garth Brooks in there. And I just started blaring the music and cleaning out my bathroom and trying to get my closet somewhat organized and I had the best day ever just blaring music. But Garth Brooks, I've been obsessed with him for so long. I love every song. If Tomorrow Never Comes, Unanswered Prayers. I mean, we could go on and on, right? 
So I don't know, probably five, six years ago, Croy's like, Hey, uh, you want to meet Garth Brooks? <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Croy. Like, I'm not playing games with you. Right. Like, no, you're, he's like, no, I'm serious. Cause we're going tomorrow night. And I was like, what? And so here we go again, right? Girls, feel me out. And I know you understand. You have this vision of somebody that you just love their music. Now, I don't think Garth Brooks is sexy, right? Like, Brett Michaels was so sexy. His eyes are as blue as the fucking ocean, right? Right. Like, that's, well, that's, what, that's how he sold. Like, he was the rock star, right? Yeah, like, the rock star. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> and you will be solo on this podcast. Yeah, rock star. He's mm-hmm. a rock star. And then you have a country singer who, he if, if Garth Brooks sang me unanswered prayers, there's no telling what I would do. Well, okay, so, But it's a but, different kind of... Right. Gar- and I think the movie tells, if you haven't watched it, or not the movie, the, the docuseries, it's a two, two-part docuseries on Netflix. It explains, and I, I think they do a very good job of saying, his music is about communication mm-hmm. and not, like he was so popular because what he was singing resonated with the world when he was doing it, he was a little bit ahead of his time on some of those uh, lyrics right. and songs that he was singing during during the eighties and nineties. But or I'm uh, sorry, the eighties. He he went. No, there. it wasn't the eighties. What the fuck? Nineties. No, yeah, he in the eighties, and then and then and then on to the nineties. Then he retired for during kind of the two thousands. Yeah, and then came right. Back. So, but anyway, so he, but his is about he he was communicating with people. Versus, like, yes, he's an entertainer. He's an incredible entertainer and great voice, but it's more about what he makes you feel. So, so listen to this, right? It's about the what he the makes best you part feel. of this whole thing, right? So I always like get teary eyed. I was like, Mom, get a grip. Like, if I get a new car, like, I'll never forget when I got my, my Rolls Royce. It was on my vision board. It was a car I've wanted for many years. It was exactly what I wanted. I got a really good deal on it. It was brand new. It was everything I wanted. And I, like, sat there and cried, like, holy shit. Like, like dreams do come true, right? And I feel very blessed. And sometimes I just look at my kids and get teary eyed and look at my husband. It's just kind of who I am. So I think that I'm super grateful. So when, when watching this, I can feel how grateful he is, but it's a, it's very interesting. So anyhow, one of my favorite parts of this entire documentary is him singing live, like in the studio. He's never let anybody film him doing that. Mm -hmm. You guys, he is so fucking incredible. Like, I don't know. It's like he's captivating, right? He's captivating. So he's not sexy to me, right? Like, he's not sexy. Like, he's not. I never never really thought a cowboy was sexy until kind of Croyan came (laughs) along, but I don't know. That's just me. Um, You're not really a cowboy, but like, you certainly took me to a ranch. On don't mm-hmm. be tardy and seeing some sh- like I don't know even know what branding a cow was or eating right. their balls or whatever the fuck you crazy asses do in Montana but um so I don't find him like sexy like that his music and like just oh I love it so anyways I'm sad it's over why is it only two little two episodes so I asked my hairdresser today which I should have just made her stay and do this podcast with us but I said to her did you watch it she's like yeah he cries a lot and I said that too, like he does, he's very, very emotional. Listen, my kids hit me to my core, right? My husband will hit me to my core, like a feeling that you guys know that is like no other. Materialistic items, I'm so blessed. And they still hit me to my core. Like when 
I don't know. I just like the way my life works out 99% of the time is so incredible. And it hits me sometimes like, oh my God, like three boys, three girls. Look at my fucking gorgeous husband. Like I I have my own, like all these successful things that I've accomplished in my life. It's never going to be enough for me. I continue to push, but it does get me emotional. So I'm, I can understand him crying through a lot of his stuff. He has three girls that are on the, on the documentary too, which they're really sweet. One of them can sing. Um, but he does. He definitely cries a lot. Well, so what I was saying, right? We hear a song, and maybe it's not from Garth Brooks. It could be any song that Garth Brooks songs make me cry. Right? Of course, they they pull, I, I, they pull at your heartstrings to the point where you're like, man, I was in a situation where this resonates so deep with me that you can get you can feel emotion, right? I'm at like he's Just the one the doing night. it. Like he's the one. Hometown football game. He like. He's on a whole nother level. Do you know that his songs are not on iTunes? Right. Why, Garth? Fuck. He doesn't have to. He came out with CDs, right? Like, I don't know, a couple Christmases ago. And I got like four sets because people know how obsessed with him I am. Unanswered Prayers. I don't mean to. Am I interrupting you? No. Oh. Unanswered Prayers was a song that I heard when I was like 22. And then was going through divorce at 24. And it was a song that was like. Literally, you guys, I'm living proof that some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Right. When you listen to the words in his songs, every one of his songs, it's so fucking relatable. Right. And so, but his voice, you guys, is, you have to watch it. Right. If I haven't sold you on watching this, <laughs> then I'm, but like anything Garth Brooks, I'm into, right? So let me tell you. So I go, so Corey takes me. He was meeting with like some of the Falcons players or whatever. So Corey takes me and, and I'm, I'm fucking nervous. And I don't really get nervous like that. Like, I don't really get nervous. But again, I didn't want this guy to be a dick, right? Everybody has a bad day. I didn't want him to be <laughs> dick to me because then I'd be like, you're fuck his music. I'm never listening to that shit again. <laughs> so, I was very nervous, honest, and yet so elated. And he was everything I thought he was going to be. Right. A gentleman, funny. He had a sweatshirt on. He was chill. He was fucking phenomenal. Right. And then during the concert, I don't even know how many times I cried. I love him and Trisha Yearwood together. I think it's amazing. Um, and to do a concert together and be, to be able to like live that journey. And I'm not going to give all the secrets away, but Garth, you know, ended up staying home with his kids and like i said to Corey, like that alone would make me like cry just i i have the blessing of not having to go to nine to five every day and it and this morning i had to get up super early and i was like i can't imagine like every day getting up doing hair and makeup and like going to work and blah 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 every day like so i know that that would make him cry but there's some things you guys that are just anyways he's exactly what i thought he would be he is phenomenal i wish this documentary was like 19 more episodes um he it's just really about him. His ex-wife is on there that he was with for many years, 10 years or something like that, more than that, whatever. Trish is on there. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't do his ex-wife wrong. He, he oh, did, yeah, he no, hasn't no, no. Done, I don't, you know, I'm sure we've all done things we we maybe wronged people, you know, like, but he's he's not, like, he's not a bad dude. Like, he, he just... Obviously, I don't. I don't think somebody who's a bad person it would have the level of success that they do. You know, like he just. Oh, we know some douches that have been successful, but that doesn't last. But yeah, yeah. but not like he, he's something. Yeah, like and his wife, his ex-wife said it, and she said, or maybe it was Trisha that said it. One of them said it, and she said he. Hates it really it. actually matters which one said it, but anyway. Well, he hates it, but she says there's Garth, and then there's everybody else. Like. 
there literally is Garth and then there's just everybody else. Like no I don't I don't believe I will ever see in my lifetime somebody I don't think we'll reach ever see it again. his level. So you guys, right? He has like, an appearance in Central level Park. Level of success. He doesn't think anybody's going to show up, right? Because that's just what happens in your mind when you do things, when you do appearances and you do things. Which he no got tricked what, into doing. Which he got, which is right. hilarious. Yes. And so he's like, fuck, nobody's going to show up. I'm going to be so embarrassed. It's all over the news. Garth is here, you know, right. blah, blah, blah. Over a million, you guys, they have like footage of, of all of this stuff. And it is fucking mind blowing. He, he said, as far as the eye could see, it was it was people. You couldn't you couldn't you couldn't see. And I think I appreciate this so much more because of COVID, right? Like none of us right. six months ago, you guys, we would go to concerts and have the best time and never fucking think twice about anybody that was in front of us, behind us, or next to us right. ever. Right? Like there was people in that park that couldn't even see the stage that were trying to enjoy. Right. The concert because of the way that it kind of it just unreal just I don't know unreal. I I've been jamming to his music every day I love it I live for it I love for what he I love what he stands for I love uh, yeah you guys have to watch it anyways we totally got off track and yeah <laughs> Jesus but anyhow but I, I I think the reason why he gets so emotional is I I don't think anybody could ever understand what he has felt. And the emotions that he has felt, the energy that he has felt, they said. They said on some of these concerts, when one of the one of them was a Staples Center, and it, they he said it would get so loud from from the from the crowd screaming and chanting, like you could literally it would reverberate through their through like their soul almost. Where he said it's just, I mean, nobody. Nobody can experience that unless you've experienced, unless you're the one experiencing right. it, right? You know, and right. it's just so cool to communicate to people that way. But again, I think his success too comes from what we talk about it all the time on this podcast. His vibration, the way yep. that he communicates, is a vibration. You guys the will way see. He, he always stayed true to right, Garth, which is his vibration. And I, I. I think it's so important to remain true to who you are and not let people deter you from that period. You, right. We all are different. We all have different gifts and talents and however you want to word it. And, and if you're not following that gift, you know, there's been and, there, and honoring your, what you, what's your heart, your heart really does tell you yeah. seriously. And there's been, there's been millions of people who could have been uber successful and they started their path of success on a certain vibration and then they changed it, right? They they got the power got to them, or the or the, the money got to them, or or the people around them got to them, mm-hmm. and it changed their vibration, which then changed their course and path. You have to remember to listen to that internal compass, that vibration that you feel that launched you on the path of the direction that you were going, and stay true to that, and just just follow your gut. And that's what he did. He followed his gut. He, you guys will see he was tested, truly tested right. with the NFL. You have to watch it. I want to hear from you guys, Kim at Kim Solsiak, 323-213-8100. I want to hear what you guys think of this documentary. Do you think he cries too much? <laughs> All right, you guys, guess what? A death in the family and a nose job and a trip to L.A. cost me four times. A service cost me four times what it should. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Um, Tracy Bloom surprised me with the greatest gift the greatest gift i don't know well it's one of the greatest gifts that she could ever give you gave me my greatest gifts baby <laughs> but this is yeah and it just comes in a plain old brown box 
whatever. <laughs> also, you guys, you know the Karen, like everybody's got a Karen in their life. Well, my mom is actually named Karen. And um, you're not even going to believe what she did. She didn't text me. She didn't text my kids. But she texted my daughter's friend. So stay tuned for that. Lots going on today. Super excited, you guys. We are going to also talk about are you someone who binges on sex, drugs, and alcohol? Because we do have one of the reasons why. So we're going to talk about that. Um, I said to Nikki, my hairdresser today, like at about one o'clock or so, I start drinking my wine, which is I've always liked my wine at one o'clock. But I drink my wine till 10 o'clock. Like I'm little sips, like maybe, you know, a solo, two solo cups full. Which is a whole bottle. <laughs> and anyways, I, Nikki's like, I think it's got everybody like that. So don't feel bad. I was like, okay, great. So at two o'clock today, guess what I did? Poured a glass of wine. So, but anyways, I definitely think COVID has us all f- and all confused. Like what time it is, what day it is. <laughs> and it's not okay, Kim, to, you know, drink wine. I drink it like it's a water bottle. No. Yeah, like I sip on my wine. I mean, I, I drink a lot of water, but yeah. so it's always intermittent. But like I sip on my wine, I pour a glass of wine, and I'll drink it over the course of six hours. Right. Like a, so, when I say a glass, you guys, what I mean by that is a full solo cup, which is actually equivalent to two glasses, right? I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Who's counting? Me. <laughs> Anyways, um, I ran out of wine, you guys, and have been completely filled back up. We're going to get into that. What do you want to do first, baby? First of all, let me talk to but let me say this. I have not been on social media as much as I would like to be, Instagram pictures and posts and whatnot, because every time before I post, I think, what comments are they gonna say about Ariana or Brielle? KJ's doesn't read Instagram or none of my littles do, but Croy and I do and, and my older girls. And what are they going to say? Is it really worth it to me? Am I in the fucking mood to deal with negativity? It puts me in a bad mood, you know, whatever. I, you know, I don't do uh, social media hardly at all. You know, right. every once in a while I'll, I'll do a post for, for you or birthday or something like that. But other than that, I'm not scrolling every day. I don't, I don't look at it. Have you noticed that there might be a little bit more agitation on Instagram just because the world right now is like irritated and agitated and like not in. No, in, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you. So I like COVID and all that like jobs and I mean it's got everybody irritated. I feel like so they're just going to take out their frustration on strangers, right? Mm-hmm. And just just say mean things because they're they're just they're tired with with what's going on. Have you seen that? Maybe I, I've. I don't think Is I've it, seen an increase or a decrease. Okay, I've seen a up until this post. Right. I've seen a big decrease. So, I I love my kids. I think my kids are so incredible. They're. I know they're not perfect, but they're so incredible to me. My husband is so incredible to me. My bathing suit, Salty K, is so incredible to me. Well, that's your you job. Know, that's these, your life. You're, you're supposed these are, to be these the are, biggest right, cheerleader, right? So I I don't you know share a lot of my life out of people out of just you know the sheer jealousy that people feel and the anger and they slam the shit out of you and they so I keep a lot of my life to myself right but I also love sharing so much of it right yeah actually this month my horoscope says to not talk too much so anyway um, I I think when we've talked about this before you have to you have to know when to share something sometimes you might share too soon where I kept salty K quiet for a year. Right. 
That's, oh yeah, you. you I kept you, cashmere you for a year. Right. Cab for over a year. Yeah. No, you're great. It's fantastic. So, one of my other dreams is happening tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I can't wait to fucking tell everybody. Share with and Corey's like, why? I'm like, you're right. Let me soak in for it for a minute. And I'm not pregnant because I know everybody keeps going to that because I have baby fever so bad. My baby fever isn't as bad as it was last month. Corey's fucking lucky. Carefree Breathe offers a line of skin-friendly pads and panty liners that go beyond leak protection to keep your skin dry and irritation-free. Carefree Breathe provides irritation-free protection for your most sensitive areas. Clinically tested by dermatologists to meet sensitive skin standards, free from fragrance, dyes, and harsh irritants. Air flush cover with soft-touch feel keeps your skin dry. Irritation can be caused by multiple reasons, you guys. If your skin is wet, the friction of the pad or the liner rubbing on your skin obviously causes irritation. Therefore, it's extremely important to have protection that will keep you dry. For light days reach for the panty liners and when you need more protection like me they have me covered at night especially with their super and overnight absorbencies when periods happen stay protected and help prevent feminine discomfort with carefree breathe ultra thin pads for more information to buy or check it out on amazon or walmart.com or you may find it at your local grocery store or cvs so i have a picture i'm going through my pictures from the beach and i i want to post a picture of this gentleman i have very few photos i had twins you would never know it because there's not a picture of me in my hospital bed with both kids, one in each arm. I don't have that. Uh, I don't have... Well, that didn't happen. Well, yes. No. Kane eventually joined Kaya in the room, and we were discharged that night. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, I so, guess. But you were, at that point, you were just wanting to get out and go. Okay, well, yeah. But yeah. you have a picture of them, both of one in each arm. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, that's no. cool. So anyway, that's great. So Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, of course you do. So here's the thing. <laughs> I I don't think so. I wouldn't have one. Yes, they were. Kane came back into the room. They were put in the hospital bed. They were put in the hospital bed for Bravo. So because we didn't want people to know Kane was in the NICU for uh, 24 hours or 48 hours. So he came back and he was put in the thing and everything was cleared and we were good to go. That's we went home 48 hours after I had them. But he was in the room maybe six hours. So I'm not invalidating that. But anyways, I also had to give birth to twins and then had to take care of Kyle all night um, because Corey was sleeping. But anyways, so (laughs) that is not true. That is 100 percent. That is not true. That is true. You can't sleep because you're wired because of the because of the medication that you're on so don't even go there and i had to work the following no, day no you didn't yes you i did. your achilles you were out of work that's why i'm still mad about it okay so anyway i'm not mad about it it's all good but Corey was just cleared to walk the very day that i gave birth to our twins i think i'm, I'm sure i had to go to rehab I'm, i know i had to go somewhere no i'm 99 sure no yeah no. Yeah. Okay, but no. But I, I will say the two days that I had the twins, I came back and my entire house was decorated for Christmas. Outside, inside, everywhere. It's a great gift. But anyway, yeah. we're getting off track here. We so are. I I want to post this picture because I'm not in very many photos with my kids, like just raw photos. The only photos that I genuinely have are ones that Brielle or I have taken over the years. And then Corey has been really working on it. Thank you, sweetie. The last year, like, hey, let's get a picture or whatever. Or do you want a picture with the kids? I don't think – I think every guy can relate to me. Like, unless unless you're a millennial that's, like, always on their phone. Like, I don't take pictures. Like, Brielle – like, her friends, they're never not on their phones, and they're never not taking a picture or, or snapping a video. Unfortunately, that's just not me. I, I You know. It needs to be. Because our, well, our kids are never going to even know what I look like. Not true. Anyhow, so this gentleman, so I'm like messing around with the kids and I was, um, I have some tons of exciting stuff going on for kids and so I wanted to like play around with them and photos and stuff on the beach and so 
this gentleman was like, hey, do you want me to grab a picture of you two? And I was like, hell yeah, thank you, God. And there, you know, it was very few people that walked by. So it was so nice of him to offer. So anyways, I just thought it was a cute photo, right? But like, I always have to think, what are people going to f***ing say? So I wrote on my Instagram, I wonder if my kids will remember me because I never get photos of them. A nice gentleman was walking by and offered well, to take a picture. Can we stop like, right there? Because but prior to cell phones, like the, there wasn't very many pictures anyways. I, do, you, do you know what's not in my office? I have a whole cabinet with about 40 f***ing. So you definitely had to be a person that like carried around a camera and like my parents didn't like cameras were my expensive. Took, they were expensive. Took, it wasn't like they were cheap. Right. You had to buy a film. Go like my parents had a video camera. I have none of that. Yeah. Well, so. Prior to cell phones, Anyways, either no fucking Nobody, excuse. You have a phone know, in your pocket. Pull it out. They're gonna know who you are, and you have a phone in your pocket. Pull it out and take a picture. No. Anyways, I'm yeah. not falling for the trap. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I said. So here's what we're not going to do. Yes, you, the one reading this, we are not going to comment about my kids negatively. Who the f- does that anyway? But but you do. We are not going to make comments about my husband in a negative fashion, and well, we're not going to talk about my frizzy beach hair. But for real, let's stop with the bullshit of saying stupid shit and try not commenting anything at all or how about something positive i focus on what i do want in my life not what i don't want but for some of you well you just don't get it and then you wonder why you're miserable what you give out you get back double one of my favorite comments that i got was this what you give out you get back double doesn't work for me at the casino any advice (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was so cute i have over ten thousand comments on this photo and I want to a thank you guys very much because out of 10,000 plus comments 10,000 plus comments were positive and I think we all including myself need a reminder every once in a while to reel it back in because when I look at pictures too I'm like dude that outfit is hideous what is she thinking but that doesn't mean I'm going to type that right we all have an opinion and I think I think social media has given people you know some really liquid courage per se behind the computer screen to sit here and comment negatively and say mean things it does affect my children so when i post i'm not really i don't really give a if you guys like my tits or not or if my nose is too big or my wig looks terrible like i genuinely don't care my husband loves it i love my kids don't care but my girls see it right and they're 23 and 18 and and ariana's a little bit more vulnerable so i I'm treading very lightly on social media. I want to share five pictures a day. I have so much I want to share, like just goofy things. And I love including you guys in my life. You have made me, you know, who I am today. And I've, I love your support. And so I literally feel like, first of all, I didn't ask anybody if I should post this, if I should write this, meaning my husband or my kids, Brielle, like, should I say this or not? I just was laying in bed and like, I want to share this with you guys, but please not do, let's just not with the negativity. And it was wonderful. And it was great and it was great to not have to like worry about the comments and everybody's like this is a great post and so thank you because i know that we can all do it you guys i i have a podcast to convey to you guys what i feel when i get positive or negative comments but a lot of other people don't you have no idea how you're affecting other people and what they're going through like people are people go through like nobody's life is perfect so you have no idea if that one comment may push that person over the edge so anyhow that's my lesson for the week. And I want to thank you guys for real. Over 10,000 comments that were literally so positive and so funny. That's the other thing, too. I was saying they're like, just turn your comments off. And I had to do that on a previous post. Vanessa Bryant um, nominated me to, to post a black and white photo, women empowering other women. She sent me a really sweet DM. And, uh, you know, she's amazing. 
And I said, Vanessa Bryant, thank you for the nomination. Um, you know, here's my picture basically or whatever. The picture looks pretty dope in uh, color. Black and white's not as great, I don't think. But anyways, I posted it. Vanessa Bryant didn't, you know, ask you to, or didn't nominate you. And I just turned my comments off because it's like the whole post is about empowering women, empowering other women. I have some of the most incredible friends, you guys, that I can ask beauty questions to or advice, mother, plastic surgery, friendship, whatever. It doesn't matter. I have some of the greatest support system around and it's women supporting women. And so that I turned off my comments because the comments were so disgusting and then I was like, either I'm just not going to post for a while, or I'm just going to let people know, like, listen, these are this is my family; these are my kids. Take that in consideration, and it worked. So, right. I think that social media is a blessing and a curse. But I do enjoy talking to you guys, and you guys help me out if I have a question about, like, how do you help a bee sting, or what color hair should I do, or and right. I love all of your help. Like I have three plus million people that engage and give me their advice or their opinion on things. What a what a blessing! Right? What a fucking blessing! And so much fun. It's so much. Fun. Corey and I will cry <laughs> like this when she said, "Well, this doesn't work for me at the fucking casino." Any <laughs> advice? And it's like, "Well, girl, I hear you. I've been there, done that too. I get it. I don't know. I'm still working on it, but it's it's really a lot of fun. We cry laughing with you guys. So anyhow, I just wanted to thank you about on that. Okay, on that note, you guys, um, let's talk about this. I will read this email because it's very fitting at this time. Uh, this is, subject is I'm sorry. Good morning. This is to Kim and Kim Zolciak. I stumbled across your podcast today and I've been listening to it while working from home this morning. I just wanted to tell you I'm sorry you get so much heat from people who honestly don't know you. Thank you for being a beacon of light and giving people hope. It's hard out here right now and people are... Ma- and the majority are struggling. So this podcast really helped me this morning. I wish you and your family a very happy and amazing day. thought that was nice. Very sweet. Here's the other thing I try to do, right? And not, and not be fake about it, right? I try to make like somebody's day, whether it's with a sweet comment that I genuinely think or feel. Like I can, my friend Gretchen posted um, the other day and she looks so beautiful. I was like, God, she looks gorgeous, right? But like I'm so busy and I put my phone down. I was like, no, I'm going to tell her real quick. It took me two seconds. Yeah. So, you know, trying to make somebody's day is, or, or helping make somebody's day is also very positive. Spreading um, joy. Spreading cheer. joy is, yeah. Okay, Croy. Has there ever been a time that I should have apologized and I didn't? Think about it while I read this email from okay. from a Navy family. Just listen to your recent podcast and I love it as always. So about dating, quote unquote, sorry, never do it. You're supposed to apologize, quote unquote, by saying I'm sorry. It's admitting that you're a sorry person. You're lowering yourself and your character when you're really not a sorry person. You're human. By saying I apologize means you accept fault or have concern for what they're going through. It's taking ownership and simply moving on. I learned this while I was in boot camp when joining the Navy. I don't know why my dad didn't learn that. He was in the fucking Navy 25 plus years. Hmm. It stuck with me forever. Love you guys. Love your realism and love you guys as parents. Your parents with boundaries, but still allow them to be kids and grow into their own beings. P.S. Croy. Dirt is way different, buddy, than sand. <laughs> that sure is true. Is, it is. So, not saying it. It's not happening. You're not apologizing. I'm not doing either. I'm not saying I'm sorry, or I'm not saying I apologize. Why? I don't like. I don't. I don't like when I. I don't like how I feel when I do that. Why? What do you feel? Fucking <laughs> rage. <laughs> so, Bert, this is for you, baby. Um, Why? I, because most of the time I'm just not sorry. So you, you can just go around hurting people? No, but if I'm like, if I was to or, say something, like say I said, you're a 
don't cry, right? Like in that moment, you're a asshole. I'm not sorry I called you a because you're an asshole in the moment. I'm not you, sorry for that. Well, okay, that's okay that you felt that way. But like you said, you just got done saying, if you have a negative comment, don't say it at all. Like just because you think it doesn't mean that you should say it or behave that I'm way talking, or treat somebody I'm talking in a comment. I'm not talking about a husband. Okay, so when the do you think I should have said I'm sorry? I can't think of a specific time. Because there's not one. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure there's more. Oh, no, there is. Because Corey's <laughs> biggest thing is like, you didn't say I'm sorry. Like, you have yet to say I'm sorry. And I'm like, well, it's been 10 years and it's not coming anytime soon. I'm working on it. Bert, you guys know from the Bert show. Uh, he was like, hey, so Kim, you want an apology from your parents, but you're never willing to give one. I found that very interesting. You're very right. My parents are both Tauruses as well. Not that that's anything, but that just we're very stubborn people. I don't want an apology from my parents because I'm past the point of even accepting it or, or even acknowledging it. Like it's so far gone. I wanted an apology for so long and then I just was able to see things for what they are. And you're not even going to believe what my mom fucking just did. But anyways. So if you're – Actually, my mom called into the Burt show at one point. That really pissed me off. That yeah. was one of the, like the five things that added up for me to, yeah. to uh-huh. stop talking to her. Yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of them. So – that was kind of a not necessarily a good example because you may not like your behavior may not be like respectful. So I guess you're kind of a wrong quote unquote wrong with your behavior. But like, if I you're can actually, say mean things, I'll, I if you're actually that. wrong. Like what you, your mom's behavior was wrong. Right. So mm-hmm. she should definitely apologize for I get, yeah, her behavior. So, I mean, if you're yelling at me, you're a fucking asshole. Like, that would be – your behavior would be what you'd be apologizing for. Not what you said. It's the way that you conveyed. Like, you shouldn't treat somebody that way, right? So that's oh, what you should apologize for. Yeah, I do for. lose sight of that when I'm angry. It's right? not about what you said. You definitely, like – you – I was probably being like – You what? I pr- Wait, I, like, what? I probably was being an so right, like I was Very doing something rarely. that was. You, you've gotten a little bit tougher in these later years. We're just using years. this as an example. You I used can't. to say I'm sorry. I still do. I, look, I'll be the first oh, one. Oh my think, god! I think, and we can have Brielle and Ariana come up here. And, and oh, good, get them up. But here. they're going to team up against me. I guarantee it because it's just female. Oh yeah, power over here. But I'll be the first one out of this entire family, the the first one out of this family to admit fault mm. when I'm at fault. I'll say, man, I fucked and- up, or, or like. I, I'll just say like, yeah, like I made you a mistake. You know what's funny? I know how when Corey used to say, when Corey used to say, when Corey would say like, I'm sorry or whatever, right? It would be like, oh my God, that's so sweet. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to try to say I'm sorry. Next time I'm like, you know, I'm, I I'm a, a f-ing hothead. Look, like, like I, I made do a know mistake. Like, my oh. mouth gets, you know, my mouth has gotten me to where I am today, <laughs> but it's also gotten me in trouble. And I know that like, I'm just so, you know, quick to pop off at the mouth. And so at time, but like at the, I'm not saying you're an asshole if you're not being an asshole. So I, <laughs> that's not true either. <laughs> that's oh no, true. I don't just make shit up in my head. Sometimes I think you do. Oh, I no. mean, I think everybody does. Like somebody will Corey do something. keeps saying that every time, like the day before my period that I'm like psycho nuts. I've never really had PMS. He's like, you're, you're, f- it's, is it that day again? And it's like, shut up. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You try going through it, especially after six we, kids. We all we all wake up on the wrong side of the bed at some point. We all have you know irritabilities. I think you have literally said to me at least twenty times, "You never say I'm sorry." Twenty times? No, maybe ten. 
I don't even know if I've ten times. We we get along amazing unless Mercury's retrograde. Right. We well, really we it, really don't have like a problem. Croy's easy moving. Like uh, I get everything I want for dinner. In fact, sometimes I'm annoyed because it's like I I don't want to pick dinner tonight. So so but then I'll say okay we're doing this now. We're, we're, you want to do this now? No, the pizza or pasta? No. Every no. Okay, well then you gotta pick. Croy's very easy moving, <laughs> and I'm the one that's like a creature of habit. So, anyways, Bert, thank you for the. Um, you're, you're right. You pointed out a very valid point that I want. I'm sorry for my parents, but at some point, but I'm not willing to do it myself. So that's interesting. Um, well, you know, look, and I, I think apologies can can be a two way street. If I don't feel it, I'm not doing right. it. Right, but I. I also fully understand that, like, I, I can't control anybody, right? I, I can't. Oh, I think I can't I can. control you from being an asshole. I can't control you from make, making that wrong mistake. Nor can I control you to owe, you know, quote unquote, owe me an apology. And if and if if I let that non-apology get to me or bother me, then you're letting it affect your vibration, and you're letting it become a bump. In your path to wherever you're going, because it's gonna it's gonna eat at you, it's gonna bother you. Like, no, like what? Nothing like you can't. You have to also look at it from like I can't control people. Like, but I also know that I maybe will like guard myself a little bit more around that person if they did something wrong and didn't apologize, or I may have to totally separate myself from that person, or you, you have to maybe change the way that. Um, you communicate, but to to worry about not getting an apology, I mean, if, if that's going to affect you more than it's going to affect them. Like you're pressed sometimes about an apology once in a while. Well, but I what I do think is I think apologies open the door for growth. Oh, blah. <laughs> and and if somebody makes a mistake and is willing to recognize that mistake, mistakes, we've talked about this. Okay, if somebody <laughs> makes a mistake and they're willing to recognize that mistake apologize for it then those two people together can work to move past that situation and then build off of it so that nothing else similar happens and you can become stronger and and more bonded together but there can also be an unspoken apology too i think is that a blowjob no that's that's a spoken one just spoken differently no what's an unspoken then well, you can see you can see it in people's eyes. You can see it kind of. Oh, in, this in is the why tone. everybody's in love with you. Be be quiet. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I get it, baby. I get it. You're. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm. I need therapy for I'm to learn how to say I'm sorry. But it's just not going to happen. But at this present <laughs> time, I feel like I'm handling life just fine with my wine. Yeah. Well. Again, are you somebody who right binges on sex, drugs, or alcohol? Because we have one of the reasons why, and I feel like you guys are going to be able to relate. Let's jump into a death and a trip to L.A., okay? I don't think you guys could even write this shit if we tried. So I get my nails done. I have two people that do my nails, okay? Um, a male and a female. The male's been doing my nails for many years. During COVID, he just stayed in his house. He was very paranoid. Good for him. Yeah, it's great. Um, so we found somebody else who's really, really great. She's sweet. She's got a little two-year-old boy. She lives right up the street. And so she would come to the house because she didn't go anywhere else either. Right. So she was great. And so she's closer and more convenient or whatever. I break a couple nails at the beach. 
shocker. And I'm like, hey, girl, need my nails done, right? Oh, I had a death in the family, so I'm not going to be around for a few days. And I'm like, fuck, I go to L.A. Yeah, I leave town. I go to L.A. on Sunday. Like, I have to get my nails done. She left town. She left town, and I was coming back from Florida and leaving town the next day to L.A. So... I text my other guy, hey, I need to get you know my nails done. Um, Brielle and I, were headed to LA on Sunday, so I only really basically have Saturday afternoon. Oh, can't do it. So sorry, Kim. Uh, I had a surgery. Well, what? Okay. So now, and I'm elective. super fussy. Elective surgery. Right. I'm super fussy. It's okay. We, I mean, yeah, I get it. Right. Uh, I want to have like, a surgery very, every day. I want to have a, some kind of surgery. Ask Croy. I'm like, Croy, do you think I should do my nose Wait, what? What age should I get my facelift? And Chris like, shut up! Like, basically, you're ridiculous. But I always am like, right? Instagram can f- you up that way too. You're like, you didn't tell me. What you, you have to tell me these things because I have to plan. Yeah, like what the? F- so, anyways, <laughs> I. He's not available. I am in LA, and I'm like, you know, Chloe, uh, Sean, Legend, or whatever, did our nails, did the girls' nails when we were in LA one time. So I text Chloe, and I'm like, hey, I need my nails done. I'm gonna be in LA tomorrow, or whatever. Like help and so she texts me Sean I text him he's booked until Wednesday and I need him done I leave Wednesday I think so Chloe's like or you can go to this other place so she gave me a couple other places or whatever so I called this one place everybody's closed you guys now because we just two days or three days before all the nail salons all the hair salons all of that stuff was shut down so nothing's open so I text this number and say hey my daughter Brielle and I I just said my daughter and I I never try to say Brielle's name because it's you know Brielle's very different my daughter and I need our nails done. We're staying here, here, and here. Um, as soon as possible, please let me know. Okay, sure. They call back within a reasonable time. I'm like, hey, you know, um, I got your information from Chloe. She says you guys are great. We really need our nails done. Oh, no problem. Sure, absolutely. We're going to send our best people. Whatever, right? Yeah. You guys, are you ready for this? What costs me in Atlanta, and I bring my own acrylic and my own gel for my toes because I'm that fussy. Um, cost me, I think like 65 or $75 for my fingernails. And I think 55 for my toes Right. cost me $400 for my nails. Brielle, $400 for her nails. I wondered this. Do people think like, Oh, Kim. Yeah. Cause I DM'd from my Instagram originally. Right. Oh yeah. She's got money. She's going to pay it. I did f- pay it, but here's what happened after that. Prior to that, prior to them showing up, they texted me and said, we're going to run the credit card for the payment. And what would you like to tip? And I was like, <laughs> the f- $800 for fingernails and, and some pedic- uh, two pedicures that are obviously not very like pedicures, like in a little, just basically a polish change. Uh, and, and now you want to tip. And they said, yeah, most people tip 20%. <laughs> you want fucking $160 tip. <laughs> and I tip every, I was a waitress. I tip and take care of my people. It's, I'm big on that. I said, well, I'll let you know what I'm going to tip when it's all over. Like, like I, f- are you f-ing crazy? Yeah. So I asked Mike, I asked Chloe, like, are they f-ing nuts? And she's like, uh, yeah, that sounds a little f-ing crazy, Kim. But so after they were done, I got a text about 10 minutes later. What would you like to tip? I didn't even f-ing respond. I was, f- my nails look amazing. I loved my two girls that came and how much are they getting paid? And they know. use my product. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was flabbergasted. Corey's like, so wait, I just saw a charge for $800 for nail from a nail salon. Is that accurate? And we're like, yeah. He's like, 
Uh, okay, great. Sounds good. Brielle, you getting Swarovski crystals on every fucking nail or what are you doing? Like very bizarre, right? And I'm very basic. I don't get nail art. We don't have any nail art. We don't have right. any fucking diamonds, rhinestones, oh, nothing it's, it's on our nails. standard. It's the $800. Basic. I'm basic as fuck with my own acrylic and my own gel. Yeah. It kind of pissed me off. But then I looked at it and said, you know what? I'm grateful. And I'm going to make these last me three weeks. And I'll see one of my people, one of my, my male or female that I usually see. Right. So it was very uh, alarming. Get a phone call from Tracy, you guys. Let's jump to this real quick. I get a phone call from Bloom. Now, I fuck with Bloom a lot. I told you guys I'm trying to establish boundaries where I don't show her my tits or anything like that. Or, you know, she doesn't like do the little tongue with the finger, you know, do the peace sign, stick her tongue. But like, we're trying to be a little bit more professional. It's not working. But I get a phone call from her on her day off last week. So, hey, I'm like, yeah. And usually I get the Canon questions when she's not here. Like, uh, Canon has a bloody nose or, well, he's never had a bloody nose. But, like, Canon fell and his knee's bleeding or he's screaming and I can't get him to stop. So, Canon's, like, over two now. So, those aren't as common as they once were. Right. And she's like, so, hey, what's up? I'm like, what's popping? <laughs> she's like, I uh, think I found you 10 cases of cake bread. 20. 13. Boom, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm not in the mood for your jokes. Now, if you heard the podcast, and I think I mentioned how we were in Destin, and I ran out of wine. 2015 cake bread. Um, or 20, yeah, 2015 cake bread. I was done. So, Brielle had gone to the liquor store and bought a couple bottles. Well, way, way back. So, we had just randomly one day gotten cake bread. You used to drink Farniente, Farniente. And, and some different Chardonnays. Don't and, go and, buying all the fucking cake bread, you guys. Right. <laughs> Well, they can't because it's it's in our basement. But <laughs> so, but yeah. So so you tried that, and then and then randomly, I think I had ordered a bottle of it, and I didn't realize that I had ordered the reserve of it because they, they have the standard I'm only cake like bread, the reserve, and they yeah, make the reserve. Right. They have a they have a reserve, and it happened to be the year of 2013. You're like, oh my god, I love this, right? And I so, either love or hate it, right? Like I either love my hair color, or I hate it. I either love this wine or I hate it. I either love these pants or I hate them. There's no middle ground yeah. for me. So f- literally from probably 2015 or 14, at later part of 14 to I would say the I know, end of 2018, was, yeah, we, we I, were buying up 2013 across the country. When I tell you we country. had 49 cases delivered to my house at one point, uh, Brandon, my assistant at the time, uh, who's driving me nuts today, Brandon. But um, anyways, he found like 49 cases and his sole job day after day, month after month, was to get... And only 2013. So we would have to call these people or we would look online and it would say 2013, but then we would call. call Oh, sorry, 2014. 2014 And I really really don't care for 2014, to be honest. I didn't like it. Each vintage had a different flavor. So So I love 2013. So I had everybody on the hunt. I had my waiter um, at Art downtown at Aria restaurant looking. I always had everybody on the hunt for this. Right. Yep. So finally, I ended up getting 40 cases, the last 40 cases in the country right before our road trip. No, 40 bottles. 40 bottles. 40 yeah. bottles before 40 our bottles. road trip. And Maybe our road trip like was like somewhere. was like 40 days. So it was like, oh, thank God, a <laughs> bottle a day in that fucking RV. <laughs> and so um, I got home. I had a couple bottles left and I finished them and then was pretty irritated. And then I found 2015 and I was like oh this is great so I kind of got on to 2015 and I've been really enjoying that and now it's impossible to get 2015 so I finished up my very last 2015 in Destin Florida so Brielle had went and got regular cake bread some Farniente she got me all these different Chardonnays and I I was miserable it actually put me in a very bad mood 
And drinking open or drinking red wine in general at the beach is kind of weird, I think. So unless it's nighttime, yeah, it's but that's okay. what I did. That's what I did. So I get home and um, I have a 2016 bottle that's been in the wine cellar for a while. And Corey's like, just try it. Well, I don't know if I tried it and loved it because the other shit I've been ta- I tasted all week was terrible. But I was like, I can do this. So all of a sudden, I send Brielle, Zach, and Colin on the hunt for wine. 2016. 2016 cake bread. I want you guys to know this. Ready? Check this out. I'm not going to say what locations because I don't want to get these people in trouble, but I called Total Wines, I think is what it's called, and I said, hey, this there's like, I don't know, tons of them here. Hey, how many uh, cases of cake bread do you have? Oh, I have X, Y, and Z, six. Oh, okay, great. I'm on my way. Sure, sounds good. See you soon. Hey, how many cake, how many cases do you have? Oh, I have six. Great. See you soon. How many do you have? Uh, hold on one second, ma'am. Oh, sorry, ma'am. It's a it's one bottle a day limit per person. <laughs> we have si- we have seven, six or seven, but I can only sell you one. One bottle. <laughs> I said one bottle. Wait, what? And she's like, yeah, one bottle. So Brielle, Colin, and Zach confidence they they come home with like eight cases. B- before I go online, I hang up the phone with this lady, and I'm like, dude, what the? Fuck? And I'm like, I wonder if you can order this shit online. So I go to their website and I order it online, and I order two cases. So Brielle has seven in her trunk. She pulls up to pick up my order, and they're like, did you just call, like like a couple hours ago? And Brielle's like, no. And they're like, because we made it very clear that you're only allowed to have one bottle. But we see an order online for two. But we see we see an order online for two cases. <laughs> and we're going to make the exception because we buy a lot of liquor from this place. We're going to make the exception for you guys. Thank you for your business. Let's put it in the trunk. Brielle's like, no, no. No, no, I don't want it in the trunk. Put it in the back seat. Back seat. No, let's put. I'll put it in the trunk. No problem. Just pop the back. No problem. Brielle's locking her car, and they're like, "Dude, what?" There's eight cases sitting back there, and they're probably gonna be like, "This bitch is crazy." Brielle gets home. She's like, "I'm never doing that for you again. Never." So it's kind of funny. So I have I have enough wine to get me through. Tracy says she's found twenty thirty. But help me understand what business doesn't want to sell. They said it's in such high demand, which is probably because I opened my fat mouth on the podcast i'm not buying that and and you're literally turning down sales like that that's the worst business nobody nobody i know like you're you're not selling something for an unknown reason like it's fucking bizarre you have somebody who wants to buy something and you're turning it down so opus one which is the red wine that i love of course i know it's expensive but i just love it and i don't ever have a hangover or headache from it or whatever but i got the last basically few cases left in georgia until december and so, and I only drink that like on occasion. It's not something that like I crave or want or whatever. It's Chardonnay's like light and airy and makes me extremely happy. So, um, Tracy's like, I think I'll have 10 cases. And I'm like, Bloom, I'm like not in the mood for fucking jokes, you know? She's like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. And she said, Kim, for the last six months, every day, I have, <laughs> she's so sweet, you guys. I have tried to join every elite wine club in America. Every day I have spent trying to get you 2013 wine. I have spent every day. That's funny. Every day that I'm outside on the patio that you think I'm being shady, basically, I'm actually calling for your fucking wine. <laughs> but I have you 10 cases. Do you want them? I'm like, Corey's like, are you sure they're 2013? Right. Like, did we confirm? Did we because get pictures a lot of, of the time, bottle? <laughs> yeah, did we get pictures of the bottle? Because a lot of times we order 2013 and 2014 shows yeah, up. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it is, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the open up the thing and it's not even close. Tracy says, I got it for you. I fucking, I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Okay, sure. Here's my credit card. It's expensive. You guys, like I said, Corey, like I'm buying it all. He's like, of course you are. Right. 
It's expensive. So a case for Opus is six bottles. And so in my mind, cake bread was six bottles per case, but it's actually 12. Can you f- believe that? Yeah. So I, I am f- over the moon. So I don't believe it. I let it go, right? I mentally let it go. On my podcast paperwork, the week that last week, it says, please ask everyone for 2015 Cape Bread Chardonnay. Tracy comes to work on Monday. She says it's going to be overnighted Monday. It'll be here Tuesday. And I show her on my podcast paperwork, look, I didn't even address this really, or maybe I did. I don't remember. But, you know, I was going to ask people to like, please help me because you guys are so great. There's a lot of people in Jersey and New York and stuff that will find it. And so I was so devastated. I think I did ask you guys because I was like so miserable without it. And so... Uh, Tracy's like that's so amazing and she's like ask believe receive and I'm like fuck you Tracy right Tuesday the doorbell rings but we get packages a lot you know and so whatever I walk by and we order Penta water a lot and so there's always cases and cases of that and so I saw like tons of boxes and I'm like dude what the fuck is that so I just told our housekeeper I was like yeah it's just Penta water she's like yeah I figured and so I'm like wait those are weird boxes so I got there and it says fucking cake bread on the label and I was literally screaming and my nanny was like just laughing her ass off she's like I I I know what that is and she's and so then I said let me I gotta open it Zalma because I gotta make sure it's 2013 when I sent when I sent Tracy a picture with me holding 2013 I had like a butterflies I was running through the house like I had just won 300 million (laughs) dollars on mega millions or something so I am happy as I feel like I'm in I'm in such a And I think the quarantine has done this for me and just slowed me down quite a bit to where I'm totally in tune with like literally ask, believing and receiving and like really actually doing it and believing it and letting things go. One of my biggest things is asking for what I want and then worrying about it and not letting it go. And then, you know, that kind of thing. So I've been manifesting so quick. This is nothing short of a miracle. I'm so happy. I love you, Tracy Bloom, with or without my wine, but I really appreciate your effort. Um, I'm very happy. Tracy knows I am one happy. Yesterday I opened the bottle. I said, bitch, it's one o'clock 2013. And she's like, do you love it? (laughs) Corey said, does it taste the same? Uh, It is my favorite. So anyways, super, super happy, um, about that. Uh, on a side note, you guys, I, I finally am wearing my glasses. On a side note, I went and got glasses, um, and finally went to the eye doctor. Uh, they were $2,500. I brought the lenses. I brought the glasses. They just did the lenses, and it was twenty five hundred dollars. Is that not insane for three pairs of glasses? My, she said my prescription was minimal. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, that's a little insane. I brought the glasses. I brought the glasses. Yeah. They were brand new. Yeah. I got them. You know, I told you guys about. Yeah. Anyways, I'm wearing the glasses, and they're actually really helpful. So anyway, all right. Are you someone who binges on sex, drugs, and alcohol? Because guess what? We have maybe one of the reasons why. You ready? And reading this stuff to you guys and with the boundaries and the, you know, being empathic has actually helped me grateful or, or helped me and has made me really be grateful for being empathic, but yet also being able to manage it. So the trademark of an empath is feeling and absorbing other people's emotions and or physical symptoms because of their high sensitivities. These people filter the world. This is huge. Through their intuition, have a difficult time intellectualizing their feelings. Their own feelings. Right. Yeah. So Croy, as I don't feel Croy is empathic, I feel like... I'm uh, empathic. You, you, you think that you have more empathy than I do. I, think I don't empathy, think you're empathic. Absolutely not. Having you empathy... Can, you can be- go to sleep anywhere. You can, you can just 
being empathic is like, I, like I can't sleep a lot because I'm thinking and like worrying and you know doing all these things and, and no, oftentimes just, feeling other people's energy. And, and no, so if we go to like a concert or something, right? And like right. some ladies, like like Celine Dion, I the lady next to me is crying, and, and that's not being empathic. But go sure. ahead, let me f- go ahead and finish your statement, sir. <laughs> well, no, I think empathy, having empathy for somebody, is completely different than being empathic. I, I genuinely think that I'm empathic because empathic people know how to follow their gut intuition like you you you... being empathic is taking on other people's emotions feelings thoughts actions watch this right the people filter the world through their intuition have a difficult time intellectualizing their own feelings as a psychiatrist and empath she writes i know the challenges of being a highly sensitive person this is brielle very much so, and myself. When overwhelmed with the impact of stressful emotions, empaths may experience panic attacks, depression, chronic fatigue, food, sex, and drug binges, or exhibit many other physical symptoms that defy traditional diagnosis. But empaths can learn how to center themselves so they don't feel too much or become too overloaded. The first step is to acknowledge that you are an empath, and here are the top 10 traits of an empath from the Empath Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. I am this person 100%. Right, let's see. Name them out and I'll say yes or no. And okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> Empaths are naturally giving, spiritually open, and good listeners. If you want heart, empaths have it. Through thick and thin, these world-class nurturers will be there for you, but they can easily have their feelings hurt too. Empaths are often told that they are too sensitive and need to toughen up. You have two of the three. Really? Yeah. What don't I have? I'm not. Like, I'm not saying what you do and don't have, but I. I think you have two of the three, so that's pretty well, good. Well, we're not having sex tonight. <laughs> two empaths absorb other people's emotions. Empaths are highly attuned to other people's moods, good or bad. They feel everything, sometimes to an extreme. They take on negativity such as anger or anxiety, which can be exhausting for them. If they are around peace and love, though, their bodies take these on and flourish. Flourish. Me. Yeah. It's- pretty good i think you're pretty good at blocking that stuff out though i think you've done it pretty i've learned the last year because it's affected my health to do that i yeah. really and i've yeah. learned that from you because you don't you're just a dick no. you talked about it no. like Corey's like i love that i i i'm i'm like the extreme of croy i feel like and so i'm trying to find a middle and because of croy and and he him being so extreme it's enabled me to really find i feel like a happy medium but Corey's really sweet too, but he's, I'm definitely have so much empathy for people. It's f-ing really not been good or healthy. Yeah. Well, I think I got a better, a better, uh, filter for filtering out people's BS. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think I know, I don't, I fucking believe everyone like a dumbass. Right. Many people, many empaths are introverted Empaths become overwhelmed in crowds, which can amplify their empathy. They tend to be introverted and prefer one-on-one contact or very small groups. That's both of us. Even if an empath is more extroverted, they may prefer to limit how much time they spend in a crowd or at a party. Right. Totally. But yeah. Four, empaths are highly intuitive. Empaths experience the world through their intuition. That's my life every single day. It is important for them to develop their intuition and listen to their gut feelings about people, which I'm not good at because like I, it's my gut intuition is not telling me that you're a lying sack of shit, right? Because you, why would you, I I say to myself, like, why are you saying these things to me if they're not true? Or why are you acting like you're giving me this great deal on this new car or this new house or whatever? And you're not. So I believe what people tell me. And so because I've always, I believe what people tell me, it's almost blocked out my intuition because I just believe what you're telling me. So I've learned through Croy to not believe everything people say because f-ing people uh, my intuition is very good with uh, people. Oh, dead and situations. on. And your, your intuition is much better with just 
your life and, and the direction and the choices. Like you're very good at, at following your gut as far as like business decisions or family decisions. Like, you know, you're kind of the rudder per se. Like I know that if my hair, right. if well, my hair, I don't hair think we should go here tonight and we, we don't go there. Right. Or, or I don't, th- I don't think we should do this. Then we don't do it. I think we should do this. Then we do it. You know what I mean? Like your intuition is very good at, for our yeah. family. Right. And I think mine is more tailored towards. Croy like, has nailed people. Um, every f-ing person that Brielle's ever dated, uh, Ariana's ever dated, uh, people that I've worked with or for people he works with or for, uh, and it's, and it's still true several years later. It's hysterical. Anyways, um, super important that we avoid energy vampires. Number five, empaths need alone time as super responders empaths find being around people can be so draining. So they periodically need time alone to recharge. Even a brief escape prevents emotional overload. For example, empaths like to take their own cars when they go places so they can leave when they please. Right. My sweet Ariana. <laughs> She's like, Brielle, I'm not f-ing riding with you anywhere. Okay. I want to <laughs> listen to my f-ing music and I want to leave when I want to leave. Six empaths can become overwhelmed in intimate relationships. Too much togetherness can be difficult. This is not true for Corey and I. Well, for me anyway, for an empath. So they may avoid intimate relationships deep down. They're afraid of being engulfed and losing their identity for empaths to be at ease in a relationship. The traditional paradigm for being a couple must be redefined. Seven empaths are targets for energy vampires. This is me. I I have so many mother energy vampires and some need them. Some need me right now, you know, for sure. But others are just needy. And Corey's like, you don't owe her anything, right? I know you're tired. What are you doing? Go to bed. <laughs> Seven, empaths are targets, like I said, for energy vampires. And empath sensitivity makes them particularly easy marks for energy vampires who fear or rage can zap their energy and peace of mind. These vampires may do more than drain an empath's physical energy, especially dangerous ones such as narcissists who lack empathy and are only concerned with themselves, can make empaths believe they're unworthy and unlovable. Other vampires include the victim, the chronic talker, the drama queen, and more. Eight. Empaths become replenished in nature. The busyness of everyday life can be too much for empaths. The natural world nourishes and restores them. It helps them release their burdens, and they can take refuge in the presence of green things, the ocean, or other big, large bodies of water. That's me, 100%. Empaths have highly tuned senses. Their nerves can get frayed by noise, smell, or excessive talking. This is Brielle and I to it too. Like, <laughs> like any, if you're too loud, don't don't come fucking near me. Ten empaths have a huge heart, but give way too much. Empaths are big-hearted people and try to relieve the pain of others. And homeless person holding a cardboard, I'm hungry, sign at a busy intersection, a hurt child, a distraught friend. It's natural to want to reach out to help these people and ease their pain. But empaths don't do- stop here. Instead, they take it on. Suddenly, they're feeling drained and upset when they feel fine before. As an empath, I usually use many strategies to protect my sensitivity, such as a fierce time management, setting limits and boundaries with people who are draining, meditation to calm and center yourself and going out in nature i find being an empath a gift but you have to learn to take care of yourself and i'm just learning this at 42 i swear to god empaths have special needs if you're one of us it's important to honor your needs and communicate them to your loved ones i'll say to Corey, like i'm really tired like i'm just exhausted and i'm tired and i didn't really do all that much that day right i didn't have big meetings or i didn't even do my makeup and hair it wasn't an overly packed day and i'm like dude i just i had two friends text me you know i've had one of my dear friends who i love dearly and spent in my life 11 years just text me yesterday and said she beat cancer and so i was so excited about that but i've been dealing with that and like thinking about her and and i you know just what she's going through and it's breast cancer so all these things that she's going through with reconstructive surgery and that kind of thing so um I love doing that for her and I love helping her because she's been so helpful to me. And even if she wasn't helpful to me, I just adore her. So that does kind of drain me and kind of leave me like, you know, concerned. Even KJ yesterday, I said, Hey, guess what? She beat cancer. And he's like, that's awesome. Mom. She's a big part of our whole family, but I love doing that. I also have another friend that 
texts me crazy shit like, you know, I'm in the hospital or I'm fucking sick today or I think I'm dying or and I haven't heard from her in, you know, six months or something. And it's like, oh, my God, what happened? And I get into this and then it takes up my whole night. And I, I have learned myself finally at 42 years old that when I die, I said this to Corey last night because I haven't brought my kids to any birthday parties. And I know people are probably pissed at me that I haven't brought them to these kids' birthday parties, but I'm just not trying to do all that. I feel like it's just too much for me and my family at this time. But I also said to Corey last night, you know what? I don't even feel bad actually not going to these birthday parties. They've been invited to probably 10 right? Um, because I, when I die, I'm never going to say I never went to Jason's birthday party with KJ or whatever. Right. Um, you know, like I'm never going to say that. I'm going to say I wish I fucking went out to dinner one last time with my family or whatever, you right. know? So I've really learned to almost – you have to learn to be selfish. I feel like it, to me it feels selfish to to try to choose yourself. Croy spent all day on the computer Saturday, which I yelled at him about, by the way. <laughs> but then – but because he did that, I was in my room listening to Garth Brooks' loudest and Croy, you know what KJ said to me? You have a ten thousand dollars stereo system in this house. Okay, I wish it was only ten thousand. Ten thousand dollars stereo system in this house, and you're using that piece of shit radio over there. <laughs> I cried laughing, but I organized a lot of the bathroom and closet and that kind of thing, and I had time to myself, and it was so fun. But I still yelled at Croy, like, you know, I'm sick of your. I want him to put the cold tub together for me and like so I can get back in the cold tub. It's all cleaned and perfect. He spent like nine hours on it. That pissed me off Friday night. Saturday, he was on the computer for seven hours. That pissed me off because he wasn't with me for seven hours. But anyways, it's all good because um, I did have that kind of alone time to like recharge and kind of organize and it makes me feel good to be organized. But anyways, if you're turning to sex, drugs, and alcohol and other things, you know, this is probably one binging of the on reasons. Yeah, if you're binging on them, it's yeah. one of the reasons probably why. I do find that like a glass of wine for me kind of allows me to disconnect and have fun, but I don't get sloshed. Like I'm not only at Post Malone's concert on Muscle Relaxers do I act stupid, you know. Uh, but I don't get sloshed like that. Like I just have my glass of wine and I unwind. But I have a husband who's got kind of a dick, like not a dick, but like able to like, no, not I'm actually not going to do that. Or um, I got an email today from a very nice friend and I'm so excited about what we're going to be doing. And, and Corey's like, you just feel bad. You're not even excited. You just feel bad for the person. Like, get your emotion out of it. He's yelling from his office. Get your emotion out of it. And I'm like, because I do want everybody happy. Well, and yeah, I think. But then me giving to all these people has drained me at times. Right. So the moral of the story is if you're binging, you need to find time more sporadically to uh, unplug right. and recharge your own batteries so that you can be aware of kind of how much of other people's crap you're letting affect you. Right. right? And so, but I, I, I think back to your statement where, you know, the emotion and, and things like that and wanting, of course, we want to treat people with respect. We treat people kindly. Uh, we, we love people and, and people in our lives all have a part to where we're headed. Uh, and so it's not that we lack gratitude, but there is a point in time where, again, this, this goes to boundaries, right? And so I think... Did your parents have very strong boundaries with you? Um, I don't know if they were intentional boundaries. Like, I don't think they even maybe necessarily knew that they were... Um, establishing these boundaries, I think it was, it was kind of unspoken, you know, like you, I didn't, 
Yeah. I, I wasn't like, I just knew that I couldn't go into their bedroom per se. Like that right. was their space. That was like, and it wasn't like I was, I don't think I was there. I don't remember being told that per se, but that was a boundary that was just like communicate. Like I felt that boundary. Like, I wonder why you get pissed when all our kids pile in our bed. No, I don't get pissed. No, well, I know. But but if you're like, get off the bed, stop. They do somersaults right. some, and shit. Some, like, <laughs> yeah. they, there's a point where there's yeah. too much playfulness. You know, like right, the bedroom, right. our bedroom is not to be played in, you know. like. And then I would stand there and let them continue to do somersaults, make a fucking total mess of my bed, <laughs> be pissed off later on, knock off all the trim and all the bullshit because we have a canopy. And then I'd be pissed off later on, but I want them to have fun, so I'll let them do it. Right. That's the difference between Kim and Croy. Right. So I, I think... I think I or did. a mother and a father. I don't know. I learned, you know, I, I learned, I think I learned boundaries without even knowing that I was like learning uh, boundaries. But again, yeah, like you can still, you can still feel for people, help people, um, encourage people, be kind, all those things. And, and then set a boundary where, you know, this is, this is as far as I can go, you know, or this is, this is as much as I can help, um, for now or forever, just depending on the situation, you know, like I can only do so much. And a lot of times very empathic people can lose that boundary and go too far. And then that's what we said causes you to have to like decompress with binging on something. Um, just set those boundaries. So if you're binging, like I said, on (laughs) sex, drugs or alcohol, um, Enjoy it and then settle Enjoy wall. it and then, yeah. And if you're empathic, don't feel bad because right. it's almost like your release. Right. And, and yeah, like I, I guess, again, this goes back to a, a previous podcast where we discussed embracing the awkwardness. Like it, oh, it can f- be awkward telling people no. Like, and a lot of times people aren't, uh, they're not used to hearing that word, you know, or they just people avoid things or they, they, they handle situations differently. And it's, it's okay to just say, no, I can't, or this is what I can do, or this is what needs to be well, done. Coming from somebody last night that I was trying to like negotiate shit for and do stuff. And Chris like, you just keep pushing them. They've done so much. And it's like, well, let's just see if they can f-ing do more. And guess what? They called this morning. They could do more. So it's like, there's always, I think our marriage is very successful because we are so opposite. In everything. Possibly. From food. But we're but not really. We're really not that opposite. You, Croy. We are, but we're really not. I promise. We're both really good in bed. So that's not opposite, right? We're both pretty funny. I'm funny. I'm more funny. More funny. Yeah. Don't you think? Um, we're I think we have both- two different senses of humor, which. <laughs> Please. Which I'm are- funny. You're no, borderline. I didn't say you're not funny. Oh, Should I'm- I ask the girls if you're funny? No, you're pretty funny. You'll say things like, there's this lady that's been a real bitch to me lately. And I was like, I just want to see what she looks like, right? Because I don't know what she looks like. So I Google her name. And I'm like, look at her. And she's exactly what I pictured her to look like. And he's like, she looks like she's been in the fucking desert with no water for two weeks. <laughs> and I just, I fucking needed him to say that. It was very great. But anyway, um, so anyways, ease up on the fucking drugs and alcohol, you guys, and just run for the sex because... It's safer, I feel like, if you're yeah. with your partner. Or spread it out. Or spread it out. Or spread your legs. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> you guys. So anyways, we're this podcast has gone on so long. I have an appointment that I need to head to. I want to tell you guys that my mother texted my daughter's friend. And you're not even going to believe why. I will talk about this next week on next week's podcast, you guys. If you have any questions, you can email Kim at KimZolsiak.com or you can call 323-213-8100. Leave us a message or a text. 
Um, let us know what you want to hear, what you think. Should we take fan phone calls? Like we're open to everybody's suggestion um, and kind of what you guys are looking for. So share. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of House of Kim. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Bierman. Catch new episodes every Wednesday exclusively on podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. 